0: The government's come to the rescue of Ruapehu Alpine lifts, giving it another $6 million to make sure the chairlift can fire up next winter. The company appointed voluntary administrators earlier this year to help dig it out of a financial hole to the tune of $45 million. The government's already paid out $2 million to help the company avoid going to the wall. That is on top of $15 million in PGF funding, provincial growth funding, in 2018. And economic and regional development minister Stuart Nash says this latest cash injection is a loan, and he expects it to be repaid. He says more time is needed to explore options to avoid liquidation, and the money will help.
1: Basically, first of all, keeping the ski field open. So what I really do want to see is skiers on there in 2023. If we'd put this money into, if we'd put this place into liquidation, there would have been no skiers whatsoever next year. And. Uh, Cabinet had two choices one was to do that the other was to provide uh, a bridging loan to allow conversations to continue we went for the latter hence the reason why um, we are where we are.
0: Minister Stuart Nash there and Sam Clarkson is a local business owner and life pass holder who was on the RAL creditors committee and joins us now. Kia ora, Sam. Kia ora. Can you tell us why you think that taxpayers should save this business?
1: It's a very simple fiscal calculation the money that's put in by the, the taxpayer is a multiplier effect, and, and let's call it the GDP of the Central North Island. The GDP of the ski fields in the Central North Island is calculated to be $100 million a year. Just the GST alone on $100 million is $15 million, let alone the PAYE or the income tax. So the government is actually getting its money back straight away through tax. So the alternative, of course, which was liquidation, would have been to destroy the local economy. And that uncertainty has been racking the community for several months now. The $6 million is greatly appreciated from both the government and also, I might add, the um, gestures from the ANZ Bank, which has been extremely helpful too.
0: I suppose the counter to that, Sam, is that there is no timeline to pay the money back at this point. Some may argue it's good money after bad, and also not all businesses get this privilege of being supported by government in the same way this one is.
1: Absolutely, but this is a not-for-profit venture, which is shareholder-owned, but the shareholders never have and never will receive a cent of dividend. But also, we're not rescuing Ruapehu Alpine Lifts Limited. Things have to change. The status quo has to go. There's no doubt about that. But what we now have the time to do is to sit down and do the, the homework required to make sure the new venture is properly structured and properly funded and properly governed to make sure we don't end up at the same table again.
0: So what role are the life pass holders going to play in that, in, in terms of financing as well? Because there was a survey done, wasn't there, of of how much people were prepared to contribute. Tell us a bit about that and what role potentially you and other life pass holders are going to play in the finances.
1: Well, the life pass holders are creditors. We're owed, in theory. That said, everyone realises that we've, you know, we've lost our money. That's fine. But what they've all, not all, but many, many have said is that they are happy to chip up and contribute more. What they're not happy to chip up for is some ill-defined entity that simply doesn't have any of the details required for people to make a a sound and reasoned decision. So this funding will allow the time for the proper model to be developed presented to not just the life path holders, but the local community, the ski club members, et etc, et cetera, all of whom are more than happy to make sure that they are part of the future by contributing.
0: Okay, Sam, so they want a proper entity in order to contribute the money so they know it's going to the right place and it's going to be handled well. Assuming that happens, ballpark, what was the suggestion of what they were prepared to kick in?
1: Well, between the various groups, uh, PwC did a little bit of homework as well. <laughs> and it wasn't even, uh, even that wasn't a particularly well worded set of questions. But nonetheless, it's been worked up to about $45 million of uh, crowdfunding ideas to be available.
0: Okay, $45 million hold, given that money that you said, the sums, well, they still don't add up. So is the government going to have to kick in even more?
1: No, the $45 million is lost. Uh, All those creditors who think that they're going to get their money back, they're kidding themselves, and that includes myself. Um, That's just not going to be, because the majority of that debt is actually taxpayer debt. And the initial provincial growth fund loan, it should never have been a loan. It should have been a grant to establish the infrastructure for the Skywalker, the gondola, to underwrite the future operations on a year-round basis. Uh, It's called the Provincial Growth Fund, and that's doing exactly what it was supposed to do. What happened is COVID came along and scuppered two years of the Gondola operation, and then this last year's La Nina uh, extreme weather pattern. The Gondola has never had a chance to show its legs. Hopefully this year the borders are open, it's going to run, Let's see what we can achieve.
0: So are you saying, Sam, because my question was, do you think the government's going to have to kick in more money? You say no.
1: I am not in a position to say yes or no to that, I'm afraid.
0: Really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. That's Sam Clarkson um, on the future there of the ski field um, operators who have just got some more money from the government.